So good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone all around the place. Good morning, Suzanne. Good morning. Good afternoon to a really amazing guest today. I'm, I'm so interested to hear uh, Cole Bagley. Uh, oh, Baker God. Bagwell. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God, I can't so, believe I got him I to do the up. intro. <laughs> Can I just start it? Can we just start again? You never make us start again. Oh, can we keep going? Yes. Cole Baker Bagwell. That's quite a, a name, Cole. But yeah. behind the name is a truly interesting and amazing person I want to hear from today about what she's learned about a very important topic. And that topic is kindness. I love kindness. And other things, because Cole's got lots to say about lots of interesting things. But I'm really pleased to have you along today. And we're both. Very excited to have you, Cole. Thanks so much for coming and joining us from Raleigh, North Carolina, USA. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm happy to be here with you both. You're amazing, kind humans. And, you know, how cool is it that technology has brought us from North Carolina to Australia? And we're just right here together. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? What a great world we live in. I know. I feel like we're having a cup of tea together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't have any tea. It's almost time for wine here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even better, although it might be a little early for wine in Australia. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, you live once, right? So you get to make your own rules, Suzanne. That's right. That's right. Well, before, well, this is perfect lead into our, mm. we like to start each episode, Cole, with a check-in to see how everyone's feeling right at that point in time. Mm. And, but we don't like to put our guest on the spot straight away. So I'm going to ask Richard to check in first. How are you checking in, Richard, today? I, I feel pretty good. I mean, I'm excited to, to be talking to Cole and your, your good self. Um, just woke up, to be honest, and I had fantastic dreams. And I haven't had dreams. I can't remember dreams for a long time. They were kind of weird dreams, but I'm very interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to today, but looking forward to the next um, time with Cole very much. So yeah, checking in pretty well. What about, uh, what about yourself, Suzanne? Oh, How are you checking in? I'm checking in pretty well. I have been awake for a while. I'm a mother of three and I've killed a spider. I've cleaned up ants. <laughs> <laughs> I've ordered lunch. <laughs> I've done a lot. I've done a lot to start the day. Responsible. But yeah, yeah. But um, I must say, which I think we're, which we're actually going to get around to sort of talking about this today. But I do feel like the past, I don't know, I feel like the past little while I have a, I have a heaviness in my heart at the moment. And I think there's just a lot going on in the world right now. And um, I feel like that's sort of, that's sort of affecting me a little bit as well. Yeah. So as much as I, that I am, I'm, that's what thrills me, though, is then having these conversations and talking about hope and what we can do and, yeah, just not feeling like I'm helpless, really. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's how I'm checking in. And how are you going, Cole? How are you checking in today? Oh, well, I'm super grateful to be with you both. I uh, am coming off of, you know, two and a half hours of meditation that I had earlier today for uh, something I'm involved in. So very mindful in this moment, very aware that I am seated 
in breathing. So that's wonderful. Uh, Suzanne, I share that heaviness with you. You know, I share, I, I kind of feel like I'm on a little bit of a seesaw right now mm. with between gratitude and, you know, deep concern for our world. So yeah, I see you and I share some of that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that because you know what, that's, that's exactly the picture I had in my mind of how I'm feeling as well. It's the, it is, it's the seesaw. I feel yeah. like I'm sort of like in the resilient zone, but not high, not low, just there. We're really not prepared for any of this though, are we? I mean, if you think about, gosh, going into year three of COVID mm-hmm. the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. nobody was prepared for that. Uh, nobody I don't think I ever imagined them. I don't think many people did that it would drag on as long as it has. Hmm. Um, We had to learn how to adapt and to become flexible and to really reinvent so many parts of our lives. So that's, that was a big deal, you know, Hmm. really big deal. And now, you know, we, we had this brief reprieve, you know, mask off. We're seeing each other's faces for the first time in public, which here in North Carolina anyway, has been, so heartening, you know, to walk mm. in and see my, my vegetable person and say, Oh my gosh, there's your smile. I'm so happy to see you. Yeah. Um, and now here we are with another very challenging moment in history. There's many challenging moments in history, you know, as we think about supply chain and worker shortages and, you know, this sort of domino effect of choices that have been made. Mm. Um, Mm. worldwide. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a mm. lot going on. Yeah. Cole, you've um, been involved in a very interesting project. And um, also, you're not running a mining company, you're running a, a corporation, but it's yeah. called the Kindness Corporation. And right. well, just what an extraordinary sort of avenue of business that you're in. And also just sort of exploring that whole area. Tell, tell us a bit about, you know, how you got into that what it means to you. What, what's, who, what is, who is, who is Cole Baker Bagwell? Yes. <laughs> what's your story? She's not a law firm like her name would imply. I'll tell you <laughs> it that does. right now. Uh, so who is she? You know, I, I've always, so I proudly say that I am a corporate hippie. Uh, never thought in a million moons that I would land in the corporate world and, you know, life kind of did its twists and turns and there I was. Um, First and foremost, I am a very spiritual person, not religious person, but very spiritual. I, you know, believe in collective consciousness. I believe in higher power. I believe that energy begets energy. And I understand, you know, neuroplasticity and our ability to influence our experience and then influence each other. And, you know, that just flows out as well. So I'm a believer in good. I traveled to, you know, the, the, the path that sort of brought me to the kindness corporation was all of those years that I spent in corporate America. And, and it really didn't matter if I was, you know, with the tech companies in Silicon Valley or with the banks on wall street, this, the common denominator for business is people, people are doing business. You know, people are inside of these houses, these organizational structures called organizations and companies, right? So um, I began to notice that when I was bringing in a little bit, just inching in a little bit of my mindfulness practice, a little bit of one of my yoga yamas, it's a very old yoga yama rule of yoga, which is called ahimsa, means do no harm. When I was able to bring that intention into conference rooms, everything shifted. 
and it was beautiful. You know, um, people went from sort of sitting like this to sort of sitting this way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, tears so just so everyone knows, if you're just listening, that was crossed arms to yeah, open. Crossed arms. <laughs> Crossed arms, right? Crossed arms. So they could be sitting cross armed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then they would relax. They would literally unfold and open up. And in that space, what I began to notice over years was, you know, trust was sort of brewing and collaboration was brewing. And the common denominator was kindness and intention. Mm-hmm. You know, can we agree to leave one another better? So um, started a consultancy in 2019 on my own called Cool Audrey, met a fabulous partner over in London named Magnus Wood a couple of years ago. He also had a kindness consultancy as crazy as that would be. And the two of us just much like you two enjoyed working together. We just mm-hmm. truly enjoyed working together. And the ideas were like this. Yeah. And he said, why don't we go ahead and take both of our companies and make them one. Wow. And the Kindness Corporation was born. So that's wow. the path that got me here. Yeah. I'm living my true self now, you know, for, gosh, I mean, so fully into my true self, so fully into my heart, you know, to what I feel I was mm. put on this earth to do aside be, you know, yeah. from being a mother to my son. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and you've that's- had the opportunity of interviewing a quite a few people in, in your podcast, yeah. which is marvelous. And you, I've listened to many, many episodes and, and great listen. Might've even been on one. No, well. <laughs> he has actually been one of my most favorite guests, Richard. You were one of, oh, so inspirational. I just had tears in my eyes the whole time we were talking. So thank you for your work as well. Amazing. But I was going to ask like, what, speaking to people on this topic, what was the sort of best, what did you learn from, those those interviews and podcasts yourself in terms of what were people actually practically doing that was really useful and help, helpful? Yeah, I love that question. So the whole point of the podcast, it's called Kindness Think Tank. And the whole point of it was uh, I began to realize that when I started talking about kindness in corporate America, but then also in just regular life, that people sort of had this strange idea about it, that it was, you know, soft or squishy or Mm. meant like we were all holding hands and singing Kumbaya, (laughs) like everything, you know, you're kind of the doormat, like the head nodder. And I thought, well, gosh, if that's what people think, let me go out and understand it. So I spent, you know, all of last year meeting people from all around the world and asking them, how do you define kindness? And then how help us understand how your work is bringing kindness into the world. And my hope was sort of twofold that number one, that by hearing these different definitions that we could understand kindness more fully Mm. as this, you know, innate human capacity and capability that we just nurture along. And then all of this magic comes. But the other part about it was that I thought like you, Richard, with your book, that your fabulous book that you authored, if people could understand what kindness looked like, in these different forms, whether it was a book or you know, whether it was um, a musical score somebody had created, or whether it was, you know, the story of a fella who was, you know, an ex-convict who was now consulting on ethical behavior, all of these things are mm. kind. Mm. Yeah. And so mm. I thought if we can hear these stories, we could recognize it more easily and then be inspired to. Yeah. to share it more easily. Yeah. 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 Oh, I totally get that. Well, that's, and you know why I, how I relate to that as well is because I've taught a course called Compassionate Integrity Training, mm. 
Mm. And mm. it's exactly the same. You know, when you say that you're teaching compassion, some people are like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. I know compassion or it's, yeah, it's, it's something soft, but it can be so, it's so much more than that. So, you know, compassion and kindness are just, you know, they're integrally linked, I think. Mm. But I have to say something that gives me a lot of hope when I was telling my 14-year-old son that we were going to be interviewing you and I said, <laughs> Cole is part of the, she's one of the um, partners of the Kindness Corporation. He said, is that really the name of the company? And I said, yeah, it's the, the Kindness Corporation. And he, as a 14-year-old, the next generation, he said, mom, that is just the coolest <laughs> name. Oh, wow. And he just, I thought, wow, for him to, understand that that is going to this is something that is really important and that's you know um that that's that's something cool for a 14 year old I just thought that is amazing yeah. I, I felt like I've done a, you know we're doing a good job if they're thinking that the kindness corporation is yes. a good way to go you are such an amazing mom <laughs> I mean that's so cool and <laughs> so so essential you know and and my so my son is 22 and one of the things that I've learned about, you know, kids kind of young adults, his age to people, your son's age, you know, they're not children, they're mm. young adults. Uh, they seem to have this amazing capacity for compassion, you know, and, and I, I think it's even more so than other generations. It's not to say other generations are, you know, lousy, but I think just the climate that these people are growing up in now um, and the exposure they have with the world in their hand on their phone and, you know, inundated with messages all the time, they're so much more aware of everything that's happening in the world and so much more aware of the need for humanity and compassion mm. and kindness. So, mm. wow. Tell, please tell your son, I said, hello. And from the kindness corporation and give him a big hug for me. I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> If, we, if, if Magnus and I decide to make t-shirts, which I mean, I think could definitely be in the future, uh, we will be sending one over to Australia for, for your son and couple for both of you. As well. I, I know I was going to say, you'll have to send more than one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to share will. with Richard. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> Poor Richard. Poor Richard. Richard, don't worry. We'll send yours in a separate box with like a special tag that says like oatmeal delivery. From, you know, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> no, I'd be quite happy to receive a, a, a corporate box from the Kindness Corporation. Yeah. I think that'd be wonderful. Yeah. No, I think you. it's a marvellous concept. Mm. Yeah. And you've even great. got a kindness index as well. I love yeah. that too. Yeah. And I, I was saying to Richard in looking and reading about you and on your, on your website, which we'll make sure we mention later on to everyone, that how your philosophy is that everyone should be able to leave everyone and everything should be able to leave everyone and everything in a better yeah. place. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just a beautiful way to be. And I think anyone who's able to then just put that into your consciousness to think every person who I see today, everything that I do today, I want to try and leave it a bit better. Mm. You know, it's um, I just think that's a beautiful way to be. Thank you. I mean, it's so powerful. And, you know, we arrived at that definition as a combination of Ahimsa that I've already mentioned, you know, harm, do no harm didn't seem enough to me though, mm. because, you know, as somebody pointed out to me during a, a slightly lively debate we were having, which was 
so well appreciated and so timely. Uh, you could walk by, for instance, someone who is housing challenged on the street. And by walking by them, you've not technically done them harm, but have yes. you left them better? And so for us, it was really important to um, bring in the accountability piece, bring in the awareness piece of our actions. And so in that case, under our definition of kindness, it is you notice a housing person challenged on the street. You say to them, hello, how are you today? Mm -hmm. What can I do to support you in this moment? You know, can I buy you lunch? Can I, you know, offer you a ride somewhere? Do you just need a friendly ear to listen to? And, and so that to me is the transformational to us, to Magnus and I both, the transformational opportunity of kindness is firstly, we meet the world with this different sense of awareness, a, a sense of caring for, you know, other than ourselves caring for creating that collective consciousness. And then in that moment, making that choice, making that choice to leave that person or that situation better. And that requires a lot of intention. It's yeah. not easy because we're human. Yeah. We won't always get it right. But I, I know from experience that when we get it wrong, I do it all the time. I make mistakes all the time. I am more aware of the times that I have fallen short and then I can correct those times. Yeah. So that's kind of the big picture here, right? That's the, mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to bring into corporate environments and not just there because it really impacts the human. So then it's work and beyond mm -hmm. in our, in our minds. What are the challenges you've found in, in, in sort of getting into and trying to educate um, corporations? What, what are the, what are the barriers you're coming up against and how are you going about trying to deal with that? That is such a great question, Richard. Thank you for that. So gosh, I would say the three biggest challenges that we run into is number one, people don't really understand kindness, especially in corporate settings. It's not been part of the language, sure. the, the vocabulary, the value system in most companies, you know, it's just not been there. So it's mm -hmm. new. So that's mm -hmm. sort of one piece and we're working on that. And I, I do think we're making a dent there, which is great news. The second piece is that, you know, organizations are then thinking, well, how do I bring it in and still become a profitable place? Mm -hmm. How do we still grow? And we're doing education around that too, because what we've learned through our kindness research that we did last year was that you really absolutely have to have kindness. It's a, an essential core competency. If you want to have organizational growth, profitability, stability, all of that good stuff, because all of that relies on human beings. And then the third piece is that, you know, there are just some bad, some, some people out there just giving really bad information about mm. kindness and kind of giving it a bad rap. Yeah. And they are misrepresenting what kindness and what mindfulness really is. You know, for us, mindfulness is the gateway to self-awareness. It's, it's the thing that allows us to make that choice in that moment. But, you know, mm. when you hear stories about certain celebrities who shall remain unnamed, you know, uh, doing some free bleeding in New York city, for instance, with a group <laughs> of people and holding hands and chanting and mm. calling that, you know, mindfulness or kindness, then, you know, that's what we're up against. So it's yeah. really sort yeah. of, sort of creating a category definition for yeah. kindness in the workplace. Yeah. So it's it's more along the educational lines. You're you're trying to get into other corporations and businesses and and teach them about the principles and the benefits of kindness. And is that is that the, the aim? It's not it's not a charity, is it? It's not like you're not oh, doing. Oh no. no, 
No, we, we, we are definitely kindness corporation is a for-profit company. Mm-hmm. We do give a portion of our proceeds to 1% for the planet, which is really mm-hmm. important for us. Uh, as we think about business, it's humans and planet, you know, yeah. humans need the planet. So it extends to all beings. Um, so our, our work sort of boils down to, to three different things. We are, we are trying yes, to help organizations develop kindness as a core competency and mm-hmm. A portion of their value system. Yeah. We know that if the competency is there and the value is there, that the two meet in the middle and the people flourish, which is awesome. And they thrive and everything else mm-hmm. thrives as well. Mm-hmm. So we figured out a way to measure organizational kindness mm-hmm. based on global research we did last year across the UK, the United States, employee research that we did. So we can actually, we've created a way to help organizations measure kindness by way of a very simple employee questionnaire, which is really cool. And then we give them a diagnostic report and it says, Hey, you're really thriving here and you're really deficient here. And sort of here is very comsi comsa. So um, these are some areas that you can work on. And we offer some executive advisory around that, some kindness coaching, if you will, around that for key leaders. And then the last thing is the, um, the last sort of pillar of our offerings is something called work kind, which is a mindfulness program course that I designed for the workplace that is based on kindness that brings practical mindfulness into the hands and, you know, minds and hearts of anybody out there in the world. It's demystified. It is accessible and actionable. And when those three pieces come together, then you have, now you've got, you know, Mm. kind organizations. Mm. Yeah. And love it. I'm pretty sure that when I was in the workforce, the proper workforce, many, many years ago, kindness was never on my KPIs. Right. (laughs) Right. I wish it was. Yep. I think it's it's on our KPIs. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely we're we're actually calling kindness the human KPI for business. It's on it's on the website, and we think that it is every bit as important as everything else. Because yeah. if we go back mm-hmm. to what we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, if you have if you have a, a shared cultural ethos of kindness, where everyone is showing up with the intention to leave everyone and everything better, mm-hmm. you begin to think about how that impacts you know, listening, communication, um, innovation, collaboration, uh, Mm. accountability, how that begins to create structures that are psychologically safe, where everyone is accepted, Mm. you know, Mm. and not only accepted, but given space to show up authentically, that's where the rubber meets the road. And that's where, you know, the companies then get everything they love, profitability, growth, market share, all of that good stuff. So that's- Have you been able to see that in, in, when you've been involved in a company? They've had oh, yeah. good success and it's, yeah. Absolutely. I just wrapped up some work with a pretty significantly sized tech company. And um, the last day that I was there, it was, I, I may just start gushing again about this. Um, they, a bunch of people came onto a call much like this and they wanted to tell me what the impact of the work had meant for them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the human stories, I could hardly speak. I was just sobbing and so full of love and compassion. And so in that moment, you know, they reminded me that we have to talk about love and compassion and kindness and humanity and business. We have to, it's not just okay to, we have to, because we are human beings showing up in these spaces. And, you know, so it's, it's just this fundamental, like human thing, Richard. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everything oh. else goes off the charts. It's great. Yeah, it's I love wonderful. it. It fills my, it fills my heart with joy to know <laughs> that people are actually then responding to it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I hope you have <clears throat> massive impact and <clears throat> I wish you all the very best with that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing Thank work. You. And I must be very joyful to do as well. Like what, a, what a fantastic job to be teaching people about this, you yeah. know, and it, you're right. It's it's been missing from the workplace. Yeah, you know, in a lot of places. I, I think my little organization, and it does depend on the leadership a little bit. As oh well. yeah. Like, you know, if, if you're not going to tolerate people being intolerant of people or not loving to people, mm-hmm. then then you know other people will pick up on that and and say, oh, I've got to. They they then get into the habit of being courteous and and kind to people as as they're coming through the business, and it makes an enormous difference to to a business mm. I think mm. yeah. definitely yeah. well I'm thinking that that is a good segue into our next part of the podcast yeah. don't you think when yeah. you're talking about leadership yes <laughs> talking about We're leadership confront yeah. one of the more difficult yes leadership problems of the world right now yes yeah, yeah. And, so, and Cole's going to solve it for us yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this is the part this is the part of the podcast where we we read a little excerpt from Imagine which is basically you can't see it if it's on a podcast, but oh no, this is on book. the video podcast. Yes, yeah, this the is book. the book um, written by a <laughs> Richard A. Harris. But um, and basically, it's our dream. It's it's part of it's our dream of what the world could actually be like. And then we're going to have a little bit of a discussion about how we get there. If we ran the world, how are we going to make this happen? And we thought that with everything going on at the moment, we would look at the Russia chapter. Yeah. And so this, have well, would you, it it doesn't specifically say who I'm going to be reading about. No, it is the president of Russia, however. Yes. And his his name in the book is Outsky, which is sort of opposite of Putin. Ah, I did not realise that. Anyway. (laughs) And who's he talking to? Talking to, well, He's talking to is it his? the TV, I think, the, the well, Russian TV channel. He's going to be talking there, but I think he's, he's also he's hanging around the with Prime the Minister. Prime Minister Medvedev. Oh, it's, yeah, it's not called Medvedev. It's Lamontsyov. Okay. Well, let's have a read, and then we're going to have a think about how on earth can we make this happen? What's, what's going to happen here? Mm-hmm. So they're having a discussion, and he says, um, one of them says, we have failed our very humanity, our very intelligence, Did you ever feel guilty for the other things we did, my friend? Vladis, always, always. There was nothing to do, however, than enjoy the madness, the power, to go along with what we were doing. It was like a festival of guilt and regret amidst a sea of glitter that couldn't be resisted. What about you? So, again, this is after Imagine Day. So this is once they have actually become conscious and compassionate people. No, I wanted every minute of this madness. I equated it with a worldview of our people discriminated and destroyed in their millions for century after century. We had the brains and the muscle to infiltrate and subtly derail our enemies. For me, it was payback for our demise, a lifting of the yoke without giving up our fierceness. I know I was ruthless, cold, selfish. I see that now all too clearly. Such such stupidity, Mitya. Can you see all of the possibilities we missed to become a truly great nation among friends and we blew every single time? We molded ourselves as enemies and ingrates. We were deeply foolish of our people, complete failures. A handful of people we benefited, 
Millions we made suffer many years beyond what they needed to. Get to the TV. Get the TV people in. It is time to talk to the world for the first time. Outski put on a plain T-shirt and some jeans. He sat in front of the crew, about to broadcast his message to the world. My fellow Russians, people of the world, today is perhaps the most momentous day in the history of the world. I greet you tonight, not as the president of Russia, but as an ordinary citizen of the world, working to dismantle all of the mistakes of our past. It is with much joy seeing you dancing in the streets of our cities that I come to you to resign my office, but much more to offer anything I can to help to understand where we have gone wrong and how we may rectify it. It is time to confess, despite my intention to simply advance the cause of my own nation, that I have made countless selfish and stupid mistakes. As you are aware, from 9pm tonight, I received the signed departures of my Prime Minister and very good friend. Well, and then we'll stop there, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what do you think? Is this the Russia? Is this the Russia we want in the world? Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to collect myself because that uh, the thought of the current leader of Russia having that type of awareness to say, gosh, I've really, I've really blown it, mm. you know, and then the humility and the courage to say it's time to reset let's do something different it's just gosh so far away from where we are right now it's such a beautiful beautiful thing to imagine I mean really Richard it's incredible writing almost um, prophetic writing you know considering where we are right now I wish it was prophetic I wish it was Mm. Well, we could get there. We could see Mm. that day. You know, one of the things that struck me, Richard, when you and I spoke and you were sharing some of your ideas from Imagine about how the world can slowly shift and we can have more equality and kindness and, you know, opportunity for everyone, not just for a select few and truly just live into the fullness of our existence here, you know, together. Yeah. yeah. Um, you may recall me saying to you, we have to get you a seat at the UN. <laughs> we have to, because your ideas are not fantasies. They're possibilities. Mm, yeah. They come down to choice. They come down to values. They come down to priority, to intention, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. It's all inside, isn't it? It's all inside. Yeah. As much as even in the book, it's not like yeah. as if you implanted something mm. to make I, I day happen. Mm. It's just a change of our consciousness. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's a massive shift. It's yeah. A the trouble the, the real politic is so difficult. Like mm. the, the reality oh, yeah. of this guy invading mm. a, a fellow neighboring country and, you know, bombing cities. It's just, mm. it's the complete opposite of kindness. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's yeah, but you know what I you you know what Cole, you you picked up on it straight away. One of the things that I find so interesting is that 
he's supposedly doing these strong, you know, I don't know, this is him showing his strength. But in fact, in fact, in reading that, you see how much more strength it takes to admit that you were wrong, to say that this, you know, that's, that's what comes across to me as well. I, I read that and I go, that is a strong person. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, that's the other misunderstood bit about kindness is that it is strength because even in the most difficult situations, you know, the ones where we feel angry and frustrated and unheard and disrespected and all of the things out of control, you know, all of those things that we all experience as human beings for a person to be able to still say in that moment, my intention, my wish, my action will leave another person better is absolute strength and requires so much courage. And it's, um, it is this big, beautiful world that you've dreamed, Richard, that you've imagined. It is possible. It is possible one person at a time. I think it really boils down to, um, you know, we begin by Suzanne, you mentioned it, shifting the consciousness, shifting the awareness, but to do that, we have to also be willing to let go of a lot of the things I, I call it, you know, Samsonite luggage without wheels full of rocks, wow. it's the, full of ego and yes. fear and uncertainty and bias and agenda. Yeah. We have to let go of that. We have to be willing to travel a little lighter and maybe to travel into the unknown a bit yeah. and to be vulnerable and to um, take a leap to trust yeah. our fellow human. And when we're able to do that, and when we are able to see the value of all life and not worry about, I need to control, I need to be in charge because if I'm not, then I don't have identity. A lot of leaders in this world, not mm-hmm. just in Russia, but mm-hmm. in the business world too, are struggling with that loss of identity mm-hmm. right now. We, if we can let go of that though, and if every single leader in the entire world of countries, of companies mm-hmm. said, I'm going to show up in this way. This is my commitment, my firm and fast commitment. Every action, every thought, every word, I I will move with the intention of leaving you better than your world is possible, Richard. Your world is possible. Can you imagine? Okay, this is my imagining. My imagining is the next time, maybe it is, it's uh, maybe it's maybe not the UN even, but I'm thinking like you get, um, I don't know, one of those big summits where everyone comes together, the NATO, G9, mm. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you have, you have the kindness corporate. Can you imagine if the leaders came together and we actually had, like they actually had like a session on mm. kindness or, you mm. know, you, we got to talk to them and rather than everyone just putting in their opinions and talking about their own countries to actually yeah. like have a little educating session. Yeah, I mean, it is possible to change the world fairly rapidly it would be possible yeah. but the trouble is is that the reality the willpower the education the intolerance all these sort of barriers that we've got but you know i guess the you know you're you're heading that world and into the into the right direction and that's just so important and thank yeah. you you know I, I i don't i don't even think it's that hard to shift it i mean mm. it's just that we're, we're not we you know we have this this very primal part of ourselves that 
rears its head, it comes to play. Mm -hmm. And we can see it in our political structure here in the United States as well. You know, President Biden is trying to move things forward to do certain things. It doesn't matter. It could be Biden, uh, whatever president, just pick one, Kennedy. It doesn't matter. You can choose yeah. any of them that you'd like. And you're always going to have people, you know, in the House and the Senate who are saying no, no. folding their arms, yeah. you know, shaking their heads. Because in reality, the thing that's motivating them are the things that are filled inside those pieces of Samsonite luggage with no mm. wheels. Mm. It's the ego and the agenda. I want to get elected. I need mm. this. I have... Yeah. I receive money for this, right? So yeah. if we let go of that, like that's mm -hmm. that has to happen for mm -hmm. any of this other stuff to work. Yeah. You can't just say, well, I intend to leave you better. And then you show up with ego. Those two things don't go together. Mm -hmm. So it's so about systems that, as well. Like but changing, yeah. a, changing a political system is totally really hard. Yeah. You've got to get the politicians to agree to change the system. Yeah. And well, we're, kind of, and, we're a little bit entrenched. But we? isn't it funny because we're the ones who, well, in most cases, vote the politicians mm -hmm. in. But totally. do we really have yeah. power? Do we really have power? Well, right, exactly. That's a whole nother conversation and a whole nother, it's imagine part two. I think <laughs> imagine a political system that actually works in mm. favor of all the people. Like, yeah. Richard, there's your next book. Well. There's your whole next book. But I, 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 I and, so that's where I think like we can get really, um, paralyzed, right? When we begin to look too deeply and, and we begin to say, oh gosh, then I've got to change this and this and this mm. in reality, mm. you know, that's why we're here. Right. And yeah. that's why we're here as yeah. I, as you, right. All of us in reality, if we just all, each one of us starts right there mm. with, I commit to kindness. I commit to mm. doing my best to leave everyone and everything better. The systems begin to sort themselves because the decisions follow the commitment, right? Yeah. But yeah. if we start thinking about the systems too deeply, whether it's politics or education or healthcare or whatever, mm -hmm. we can become frozen because yes. they're so big, you know, mm. so much. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, imagine right now, like we're talking about Russia and we're talking about Ukraine. Mm. Imagine if it's just going to move me to tears. I can feel it coming on. I mean, imagine if, you know, Putin made a grand statement. Imagine if he showed up as your leader in your book and he walked out into the streets and he said, wow, mm. he had this moment mm. of consciousness, this moment of reflection. And he said, from here on out, everything that myself, my government, my country does will be in favor of humanity. Mm. And you can imagine like what a the, change the in the world. Joy and joy. And I mean forgiveness almost, right? I mm. I may be overly optimistic, but I, I believe that even somebody who had been, you know, persecuted, who had suffered under his hand, might find it in their heart mm. to sink into that and and offer him some acceptance and some grace. Mm. So yeah. 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 It would be an incredible thing to say that that level of, of enemy, I guess, would come to some self sort of consciousness that the world doesn't have to be like this, mm, that there doesn't right. have to be this confrontation. And but it's very complicated. I, mean, I, I hate to say it. But I know, I, I know. I, well, I, you know what it makes me think of? And I, I guess I'm thinking last night I was watching the news and that was when the, hosp the children's hospital had been bombed. I mean, how how do our listeners at home yeah. put this together? How do they go, okay, 
yes, they've got this great imagining, but yep. I'm seeing that happen. Yep. What what can I do? You know, how do I how do I how do I keep hope when I see a children's hospital that's mm. just been bombed? Mm. The short answer is it's really tough. It's really tough. You know, we talked about the social conditions and the trauma we've experienced. And I mean, whether it's firsthand or at a distance, it's it's still there and it's really hard. Um, so I would say that there are, I have two answers that people could try. Um, one thing is remember that every one of our individual choices adds up to collective choice. So when you are standing in your power, when you are in your home and your you know, community, what is it that you can do to actually leave someone better? You know, it doesn't mean you can go pack some boxes. Does it mean you can, you know, collect money from your community to send to people who need it? Does it mean that if Ukrainians are able to start coming over to the United States, that we can open our doors or any of your listeners, wherever they are in the world, mm -hmm. that you could be a host family. So be thinking about the things you can do because every single one of us has that power, right? That is, and it's no small thing, all the small things equal big things. So, yeah. so that's first. The other thing that I'll say on a very practical level is I find myself going back to the seesaw, Suzanne, that we talked about at the beginning, you know, having to balance what I call touching the cactus with wrapping myself in the blanket. So we need to know certainly what's happening in the world and have that awareness, but how much do we need to take that in? How often do we need to take that in? Because that is the akin to, you know, just laying your hand or your whole body for that matter on top of a cactus. So mm. balance the, you know, maybe you touch the cactus with the top of your fingers. So you are aware, so you can then empower and say, what am I able to do and take action? Mm. Balance that with blanket, with surrounding yourself with, you know, people you love with exercise, with sunshine, with the things that will feed your soul because feeding your soul keeps you strong so that you can go out and touch the cactus just a little bit more every day. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love the touch the cactus and wrapping yourself in a blanket. And, you know, well, one of the, one of the things I know personally, and it's, uh, as you say, it, it can be going for a walk. It can be getting out in the sunshine. For me, one of the things that helps me is having conversations, having conversations with people and, and, and coming back to that, Hey, we're all human and we've all got yeah. feelings you know, and, and really looking at that humanity of, you know, the just like me, mm. um, whether it's, whether you're talking to a surgeon or, or a president yeah. or, or a mom, you know, we're all, we're all people at the end of the day. So, and that, that for me is one mm. of my, um, one of the ways that I sort of, I balance myself there as well. So I love that. I love your, I love your suggestions there. And I think that's sort of like our, um, we have, because we've, we've spoken about the systems, like the, the big picture, and that is where we like to then come back and say what's happening now, like what can our listeners do now today? Yeah. And I feel like that's what Cole's just answered for us, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and, and, and also, Suzanne, like remember that, you know, all of these systems that you've mentioned, Richard, that you have, have brought up that we've all been discussing, all of those systems are just they're created by people. Mm. They are mm. overseen by people. Yeah. 
Choice. That can be changed. Change. How easy do we forget that? How do we, I mean, it's- I know. <laughs> yeah. It's not like some runaway wagon, you know, that somebody else has created. Like we have created. Yes. These things. Yes. We have made these decisions. Yeah. We are still powering them with decision. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes. getting back to imagine, which is one of the loveliest, loveliest visions for humanity ever that I've ever experienced. I mean, truly, um, Getting back to that, if we remember that we're powering the systems, that we're building the machine, mm. well, let's mm. build a different machine. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. One, of, one of my kids, um, I'll let you go. I was okay. just going to say, when, <laughs> you know, you've done this on a corporate level and and this is your, your world, your business and everything now, how has it translated into your personal life? How have you, have you been more centered, more, you know, you, you were saying before uh, when we were talking that um, you really have found yourself. Is this a facade? Is this a, is this a calm facade you're showing us? <laughs> I don't think so. No, no it, it, it's absolutely not. It's the thing that when I was in my 20s actually almost caused me to suffer a nervous breakdown because I was in corporate America trying to be someone else, trying to Mm. wear the mask, um, you know, showing up and trying to mold myself to something that was not me at all. You know, I was the kid like walking barefoot and um, petting every animal that I could see and the peacemaker. I mean, this is who I've always sort of been Mm. and I don't have all the answers, but I am living into the very best part of myself and sharing that with the world. the thing that's changed me is that I get to do it full time now. Mm. I get to focus full time, but it is, it is, it is the essence of who I have always been. And I am highly imperfect. I make, I've made a million mistakes. I will make a million more. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is me. Like, this yeah. is what you get. Yeah. Very and nice. It's beautiful. Person, it's beautiful. I would say. Yeah. A lovely person. <laughs> Thank you. So, We've talked a little bit about what you're working on currently, but um, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about where you're going? What's what's mm. what's the future for for Cole? And how can I, how can our listeners find out more about you? Sure. Uh, wow. So, well, the Kindness Corporation is up and running, and they can find us there by looking at thekindnesscorporation.com. Can I just um, ask quickly with that? Is that just yeah. you've mentioned that the that you're in the U.S. and Magnus is yep. in uh, the UK. What about the rest of the world? Do you do, do you do worldwide? Oh yeah. Well, there are some countries that we're not authorized to work in. Unfortunately, the ones that probably need us most, Mm. um, because of banking and tax laws. And that's Mm. a system that we Mm. could change perhaps somehow, but with the exception of those few, yes, we can work worldwide and through the magic of zoom, and mm. Google and all whereby and all it. the fabulous platforms we have out there, right? We can just sit right here together like we are right now. So um, thekindnesscorporation.com and make sure you you get the one that says reimagining business with kindness because there is a family of four uh, that we've learned about called the Kindness Corporation as well. And that's not us. They are lovely people doing work in their community, but slightly different. Exactly. So, kindness, yes, but slightly different than what so we're doing. Your dot com. We're .com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. .com, thekindnesscorporation.com. And, you know, the, the most exciting thing is that we're launching this work kind mindfulness course that will be available to anyone, uh, anywhere that will be, I will facilitate online for now and 
hopefully back in person sometime real soon. And then we've got a book coming out this summer. Um, more to come on that. But yeah, those are some exciting things. Wow. And is, is there any, will the podcast be coming back, do you think, at any time soon? Or there's just no time for it? As you know, uh, creating a podcast <laughs> is a lot of work. It's it's not just the conversation, which is the part I love so desperately. Yes. It is all the other stuff, the editing and you know mm. researching and artwork and whatever, all the social media that comes with it. So I, I hope to get back to it. I have to find... Uh, I had to choose myself first. I was feeling maxed out. Mm. So, you know, kindness starts with self feeding self, as I mentioned before. So as, as we get some of the other things, sort of the book out the door and we'll see, I mean, the platform's still there. People can still listen on Apple and Spotify and all the places. Lots of good, lots of good episodes. Yeah. It's all still there. It's just, it's just kind of waiting for the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Lovely. Well, Cole, thank you so much for being with us today. Wonderful, wonderful guest. Really appreciate your time and your wisdom and your work. It's and your energy. She's got such beautiful energy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It was so much fun being with you both. I mean, you're amazing, inspirational, hilarious, like soul filling. (laughs) And so thank you so much for asking me to join you. It was really a privilege and an honor to to be Mm. here with you today. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, girl. Oh, and mm. do you know what I keep forgetting to say at what? the end of each one, each podcast? Mm-hmm. If people like us, then you've got to like us. Like <laughs> us and subscribe. Subscribe. What are all the other things you need to do? Follow, <laughs> tell your friends. Share. <laughs> Share. <laughs> do all of that stuff for us. Mm. Let's let's get the mm. word out there. Let's spread the kindness. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All the very best, Cole. Thank you, Cole. Thank you so much. We will speak to you soon. Okay.